All right, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the MMA OB Daily Podcast. Today is Tuesday, March 1st, 2022. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin. I'm joined by my co-host here on Monday and Tuesdays, Mr. Big Marcel. And we got a special guest here today, the former co-host of the MMA OB Daily Podcast and the current host of the BJ Penn Just Scrap Radio Podcast, Cole Shelton. Cole, man, what's going on, man? Glad to have you back, dude. Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing good, Cole. How about you, Marcel? How's everything, man? Yeah, it's all good. good, man. All good. Well, it's always about a def- uh, delicate balancing act, guys. And we got three people here, so I mean, it's definitely going to be an interesting show today. But I'm looking forward to talking about these fights with you guys. We have 14 fights to break down today. Uh, UFC 272. Um, just before we get into it, we will uh, mention that co-main event is official for today. Uh, for this weekend's uh, card, it was announced today that Rafael dos Anjos will be fighting Hanato Mukanyo, 160 pound catchweight. I know you talked to him, Cole. You texted with him. Can you give us any information that you guys talked about or anything you, he said to you? Yeah, he's 180 pounds right now and gets into Vegas tomorrow morning yeah. or afternoon. So I don't know. He said tomorrow morning, but I don't know if that's Vegas time or it'd be like where his time. But yeah. I mean, 20 pounds in what, four days? It's not going to be easy cut, but I, I, I think he'll make the weight. I hope he does. I like the fight, guys. I know a lot of us wanted to see Islam. We talked about it like for half the podcast yesterday, but it is a decent fight. Just like Marcus said, hey, Marcus, Marcus won that fight. Marcus, I know you're going to be at the fights, if I'm not mistaken, right? So I think you're going to be there. Alex, what's going on, man? I know you're there. He's, he's definitely covering the fights this week. And Tristan's here. What's going on, Tristan? He's saying no way McKenna goes five rounds. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, it's definitely interesting. All right. So, I mean, let's just get into the card. But I guess before we break all the fights, just I like to ask you guys, like, your overall thoughts on this card um i'll start with you cole like your your overall honest thoughts on the card yeah i really like it i think it's a really good card how about you uh, marcel what do you think i'm honestly not really pumped about it but it's a good card but i don't think it's really amazing for pay-per-view but i'm glad we got some different opinions on here you know um i'm kind of like in between in between you guys i'm like right in between because i think it's like i think there's some good fights especially in the prelims and we'll talk about some of them but I do think that you know it's lacking like uh, some name value. I know that obviously the main event is a is a big fight, but I think for a pay per view, I think they could have used like another big fight. But you know we can't complain too much. It's still a damn good card, and they were able to get a replacement opponent. Let's get into the card, guys. Let's do it. We got some guys in the chat here. We got Big J, we got Joe, we got Litchfield. So we got a lot of people here. And Eight Locus says Islam was just cloud chasing. I mean, I really don't know what was said. Uh, or what the negotiations were, but I honestly, guys, I actually feel like this is a better fight because it's a more fair fight. Um, I don't think I think it, well, actually, I looked at the line. Cole, he there was just a fight last year, it was minus 500. Like, he probably would have been like minus 800 this time. Like, at least this time, Marty is like barely minus 200, right? So, um, just last couple of comments Tristan says it's not a great pay review. Uh, Bon Kui Kui likes the, the prelims. Well, that Malarkey turn fight's good, and then uh, Glenn says there's a lot of tickets um, available. I still think they were. I think the mistake they made was that this, these guys should have fought for uh, like tough first to build up that it more. I think that was the the right move to do, but it is what it is. All right, let's get into the card, guys. Let's start with the first fight of the night. Uh, Dustin Jacoby, a guy Cole interviewed for BJ Penn. I got to plug that Cole for you. Uh, I talked all about his golf game. Takes on Michael Alexiak to open up the card here. Um, it's an interesting fight. I'm a little surprised it's opening up the card. They're doing a light heavyweight fight. They've been doing this lately. They had that Grishin Knight fight a few weeks ago, or actually that was heavyweight, but you know what I mean? Like, Usually it's the lighter weight guys. Now they're putting the heavy guys. Uh, I guess they're hoping for a knockout here. We got Dustin Jacoby minus 185, Michael Alexiak plus 160. I'll start with you, Cole. What's your uh, thoughts on this fight? Yeah, I would have swapped this one with the Kennedy fight because I think this fight's going to be good. I think that fight's going to suck. But um, I think J- Jacoby's just 
it's going to stay striking. I think Jacoby's just a much better striker. Olegzaychuk, really good performance last time out. I did not expect him to knock out Gamzatov like that. I thought he lost to Bukowskis. So if he lost that, he was probably getting cut. But that Bukowskis fight, like he was able to find his range, just kind of piece up Olegzaychuk. I think Jacoby's a much better striker than what Bukowskis. I think Jacoby could maybe finish him like second, third round if Olegzaychuk gets gassed. But I think Jacoby probably cruises to a decision win. How about you, Marcel? I'll give your pick. I think both guys have a win on the record they maybe shouldn't have, man. I think Oleksiy Chuk, like Cole said, against Bukaskas, and I think Jacoby against Grishin. Um, but I, I agree with Cole, man. I think Jacoby is a better striker, you know, overall. He's also, uh, he has been in the kickboxing in glory as well. I know it's not kickboxing, of course, but I feel the same way. And Oleksiy Chuk, yeah, he impressed me as well against Gamzatov. But we also have to take advantage of Gamzatov. His debut in the UFC against Abreu, he won that one, but I still think he didn't won that one. So, how really good is Gamzatov, man? I, I saw him doing well in other organizations, but in the UFC hasn't impressed me so far. So, yeah, I'm picking Jacoby here. Will he finish him? Ah, questionable, man. I don't know. I, I would be, I feel safer to go with a decision here. And I'll make it three for three. I'm going with Dustin Jacoby in the first fight of the night, too, guys. I agree with both of what you said. I mean, he's just a better technical striker. He's a former glory kickboxer. This guy is really good in the feet. And, you know, I think he's looked fantastic since coming back to the UFC, guys. Like, I know he hasn't um, really fought, like, big-name guys, but he's looked good in the fights he's had. Um, you know, even that Ion fight where he got taken down, like, a ton in the first round, he really bounced back and probably should have won the second, third round, won that decision. So he could be on, like, a really long win streak right now if he didn't have that draw in there. Um, I think he's looked really good, you know. Uh, I will say that, you know, Alexiak has upside, though. He's only 20, what, 5, 26 years old. He's super young. Uh, he's coming off a no- nice knockout win. It surprised me. I-, I bet on Bukowskis last year, guys. I lost that bet. That one really sucked. I think we all thought that he uh, he definitely won that fight against Alexiak, but uh, I-, I thought so, you know. And, and just that, f- cool. I completely agree with what you said because I look at that fight, that's the blueprint for this one. Like, he just has to stay at range, move backwards, and, and pick the guy apart. You know, Alexiak's going to have a chance to win in the first round, I think. He's very dangerous in that first round. But if he doesn't get the knockout, I don't think he does. I think Jacoby just ends up outstriking him, wins the decision, or maybe gets a late finish. So I'm, I'm completely with you guys. Um, do you guys think 18, minus 188 is fair for DJ or should be minus 250? So, yeah, I'm just looking at the odds out there. I'm seeing, like, like, you, like minus 185, minus, minus 190. I think that's about fair. That's that's about what I ca- I cap him at, to be honest with you. I think that the two to one line is about fair. You guys think so too? Any thoughts, Cole? Yeah, I agree with it. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think Marcel agrees too. Um, good luck, Ken Shiro. We'll talk about those fights in, in a bit. Um, and I, I agree with this guy. I mean, he's right. I I think that's exactly what he does. I, I'm pretty sure that's what uh, what's his name? Um, Bukowskis was doing. He's just kind of staying at the end of you know the range and throwing kicks, and he should have won the decision. But again, he was moving backwards. But you know, Jacoby has the capability of moving forward too. He's just a bigger guy, better striker. We got Zach in here. Yeah, Penny Oleksiak and her brother Jamie Oleksiak. He plays for the Seattle Kraken, I think. Now, pretty yeah. So there you go. She's a great swimmer. Um, he's he's like I think he's the biggest hockey player too, Cole. I think he's like six foot eight or something. He's like him and Tyler Myers. They're both like massive dudes. And so are these guys. But we all like that's Jacoby here. Let's go to the next fight, guys. This one, okay, I, I got, can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts on this one. It was a short-notice fight at lightweight. Ludovic Klein moving uh, up a weight class on short notice, taking on Devontae Smith. Ludovic uh, struggled with the weight, so I think that he might have had to move up anyways. But he's taking this on short notice against Devontae Smith. The odds for this fight, Devontae Smith minus 170. Ludovic Klein, or according to best fight odds, Rudovic Klein, because <laughs> best fight odds sucks now. He's plus 150. I'll start with you this time, Marcel. Who's your pick in this one, my man? 
kind of a weird ass fight to be really honest man um Devante smith um i, I remember he, he had pretty 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 uh, big hype behind him you know and that completely vanished after the common word he lost in the first round and then he got the win over james and then in the last fight man he looked good i think in the first round against jamie malarkey man but uh, he lost the second round um also got a loss on his record against the alpaca guy john gunther um Ludovic Klein Klein had also lots of hype when he came to the UFC, right? And he had a great win against Shane Young Then the Trezano one could have won both ways Honestly, he could have won that one as well But the Landwehr fight, man, that completely threw me off To be really honest, man I mean, I don't really think And no disrespect to Nate Landwehr Before that fight, I said he's probably not UFC caliber Because I also thought he didn't want to fight against Alkins You know? So, and then he did amazing against Ludovic Klein, man. So maybe uh, his switch to MMA Masters had paid off, you know, and he, he does look a lot better now. I don't know. But um, plus, Devante Smith is a lot, a lot, a lot bigger in this in this fight. Uh, I think he's, uh, he's two inches taller. Um, bigger reach. I got to go with Smith here, man. Um, I, I can't pick Klein after what I saw last time. I think uh, I think Smith wins the fight. How does he win? Um, let's go a little bit crazy. I'm taking a TKO in the first round. Okay. Cole, your thoughts on this fight? I It's hard to trust either guy. Like, Devontae Smith, I think he has all the skills to be a top 10 guy, but it's just the chin, like... Mm-hmm. Kamaworthy knocked him out, and then Jamie Malarkey finishes him. It's just like that's obviously a big worry. I wouldn't want to lay like this much on a guy that you're worried about one shot, especially Klein, who has good power. I just think Klein's going to be a bit too small against Smith. And then I, the short notice I worry about is cardio. I think Smith finishes him probably like second round as Klein starts to slow down. He kind of starts picking up it. I think that first round's going to be real sketchy if you're back in Smith because I think Klein couldn't be able to knock him out pretty early. Yeah, I mean, I, I have the same thoughts pretty much as you guys here in that it's it's a it's a tricky fight to call, um, and the short notice makes it even weirder. You know, but I think that's almost like the reason I have to pick Smith is because of that short notice and the move up in weight class. Um, it's just – it seems like a bad spot for Klein in a, a little bit. Um, just be, based on the last fight especially, like, man, I was so high on this guy. Like, he looked so good in Europe, man, and he had that amazing win in his debut. And honestly, I thought he beat Mike Trezano, but he looked like absolute garbage in the last fight. Like, it was so bad. And Nate Landwehr's a guy that was, I think, you know, if he had lost that fight, he probably would have been cut by the UFC. So, to me, that's just such a bad loss. Like, he lost to the guy at the bottom of the roster. I think that's a bad loss. So, just based on that alone, I'm having a hard time going with Klein. But Smith also, man, it's like this – it's really hard to trust this guy. He lost as a minus 1,000 favorite against Kama Worthy. He lost his last fight as a favorite against Malarkey. He's just not – he's a very hard guy to trust, and his chain and his cardio are so sketchy. But he is super dangerous, and he's going to be a lot bigger than, than Klein. So I got to go with Smith too, guys, and he does get all those wins by finish. So I'll go with a knockout as well. But it, it's not if I'm interested in the betting on, honestly. Marcel, are you about to say something? Yeah, yeah it's, it's actually crazy, man. I remember when we talked about that Nate Lantwer against, uh, against Ludovic Klein fight, and it was pretty much – we said you, – you, you always say – I don't like the word lock, you know, but if there was a lock on that card, we, would, we went with Ludovic Klein. And we were completely off on that fight, man. Yeah. It's actually crazy. So, yeah, I, that's, I can remember that. I remember, so I actually remember what you said, you were like, there's no reason for me to pick Nate Landworth. Yeah. <laughs> he just goes over and destroys the guy. Yeah. So, based on that fight, it's just, I find it hard to back this guy. Like, I just, I can't do it. But 
he definitely can win by knockout, right, guys? I mean, he's got power. He can he can kick Devontae Smith in the head and knock him out. It's just, you know, do you want to back a guy that looked that bad in his last fight? I don't think I could do it. And these guys are like Smith, Joe like Smith, Glenn like Smith, Bonquiki like Smith, Hype like Smith, Club and Sub by Smith, maybe. I just think he probably just finishes him with strikes. But, you know, Klein, he's lost twice by submission, so it's definitely possible. All right, let's go to the next fight, guys. <clears throat> It, okay, well, the next one was supposed to be Just Guy Manon Fioro. The fight's off the card. Next fight would be Tim Elliott and Tajir Uwebekov. Uh, Cole also interviewed Tim Elliott as well. So plug that in. you can plug that interview if you want, Cole. Minus, uh, minus 235 for Tajir, plus 195 for Tim Elliott. You can go ahead this time, Cole, and plug your interview too. Yeah, the thing that's interesting about when I talk to Tim is he said he thinks this is going to be the first time he's going to have fun in a while. He says not fighting in front of fans isn't fun. He said like that's when he's at his best. And he said... He could go out and do a lot of stuff because Tagir is not dangerous at all. He said there's no danger factor. He says, I'm not getting knocked out. I'm not getting submitted. The worst case is he holds me down for 15 minutes and I just sit there and it's a boring fight. Like, wh- like who cares? So I think Tim will have some more success, but I just think Tagir can be able to hold him down and just kind of control the fight. I don't think it's going to be that entertaining because I think if Tim Elliott is winning the fight, I think it's going to be more entertaining just because of his style. But I think Tagir wins it. I think he just kind of holds Tim Elliott down. But it's hard to really trust Tagir. Like he's been a these massive favorites in the UFC. Like uh, minus five hundred over Bruno Silva, and like minus four hundred or four fifty over Alan Asmedo. And he almost lost an Asmedo fight. That Bruno Silva fight wasn't like a total blowout. Like people thought. Like I don't think he's as good as a lot of people, especially the odds makers make him out. I'll go Tagir by decision, but like I wouldn't be shocked if Tim Elliott pulled the off the upset. Give your pick, uh, Marcel. Odds makers be like. And with OV, undefeated favorite, you know? I mean, it's kind of a disrespectful line to me, man, to be really honest, you know? Because I think if you look at at, uh, Ulanbeko's last two fights, what Cole said, man, were both very competitive. And even Alan Nascimento has a... I can't say that he was maybe won that fight, you know? It was very close. Could have been his fight. So... um. But I also agree with Cole, you know. Um, I think Ulanbekov is able probably to hold Elliott down, you know. And um, if that happens, he probably wins a decision. The thing is, I- I'm not really impressed so far by Ulanbekov, but he gets by, you know. That's that's most important at this moment, probably. And um, yeah, I-, I don't see the thing is with Elliott, do- does he submit him? Probably not. You know, does he finish him with, with a KO? Probably not. So we'll go with a decision, and then I'll prefer to go with Ulan Bekov. But the line is kind of disrespectful to me, man, to be really honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with Ulan Bekov here too, just like you guys. Uh, I just think Tim Elliott's a guy you kind of have to pick against. You know, he's 6-10 and 10 in the UFC. He has a losing record. He historically loses fights. Ulan um, Bekov, although he hasn't looked... I don't think he's been as dominant as all, like you said, Cole. Like the the odds indicate. Like, and honestly, that last fight, he could have lost that fight. He really could have. Um, he's still getting the job done. And you know, I, I look at this guy as someone that probably hasn't lived up to their potential yet in the UFC. He's he's a lot younger. He's, he's five years younger than Tim. I think he can still like improve and show improvements in the octagon. Um, I did think it was interesting, Cole, that you mentioned during your interview that this is his first time fighting in the states. This guy, so that's something to keep in mind, guys. Like. I, I think he's been training at AKA, so he should be acclimated to the time anyways, but it is something, you know, it's a different situation, obviously, um, whereas Tim's really used to that. 
I don't know. I just think Tim Elliott's got so many holes in his defensive grappling, man. I think he can get taken down. I think he can get choked out. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if Uwenbeck could choked him out in this fight. I think it could be a spot where he gets a submission. But even if he doesn't, I think he just kind of has more time in the top on the ground and wins a decision. So I like Uwenbeck off, guys. And I know the line seems a little high, but honestly, I think he wins this fight. And I, I think it's yeah. I think it's kind of accurate. Minus, Well, it's a little over 2-1, to one, but I think 2-1 to is about accurate. What's so. the line for a submission? Oh, that's a good call. Let me. I was just about to check that. Uh, Um, back up by submission, which I think is possible, is plus three hundred. Um, if you look at Elliot, most of his losses are either by submission or decision. Um, Um, back up by decision is only plus one thirty. So you're getting you know pretty good value on that if you think he finishes the fight. Um, but it's I don't typically play props unless they're like big odds. So it's just up to you guys what you're going to do. I'm thinking a submission, guys. Honestly, I think it can happen. Um, Hype likes Tim Elliott by decision. I think it's possible for sure. I, I think it's definitely possible. Doug likes uh, Tim as, or he just says he's a savage, so it should be scrappy. I think so too. And hey, Doug, what's going on? I see your other comment there. So yeah, we're all going to go through and back off here, guys. Another uh, majority pick. Let's go to the next fight. I mean, I feel like we're all going to pick the same guy here too. Like you said, Marcel, I, I really like that quote you said. Odds makers say, or what are they, they thinking? If it's an OV at the end, then it's he's like a huge favorite. You know, you talk about disrespectful lines, okay? So the la- let me just start with this one. Like, minus 235 and Tajir, okay, it's maybe a little high, but, I mean, I, I think it's in the ballpark. But I look at this fight, minus 800 on Umar and Ramag Madoff, plus 500 on Brian Kelleher. I, like, Umar is good, but this is – you talk about disrespectful line. I mean, this one is really crazy considering how good Brian's looked lately. I think he's looked really good. Cole, I want to hear your thoughts because I know you interviewed Brian Keller. Great interview, by the way. Brian's awesome. Um, best rapper in the UFC, right? Better than Bryce. Give me, your, give me your thoughts on this one, Cole. We'll start with you. But I think the line's a little high, honestly, guys. Minus 800, that seems pretty high. <laughs> go, go ahead, Cole. Yeah, even because Brian's a guy that, like, breaks down fights a lot, bets on it. So I was even asking about the line. And he goes, yeah, like, look at his last name. Like, is it really a surprise he's this big of a favorite? But, like, he's an undefeated guy. But, like, he beats Sergey Morozov. But then prior to that, like he didn't really fight a whole lot of good guys. Like they were okay, but like they're no one know. Like it's no real like ex UFC guys or like former Bellator guys or guys that went on to go to Bellator and have success. But what's interesting too is Umar has a win over that uh Kakmaranov guy who was Brian is supposed to fight. So like he already studied Umar, but it's at 45 2, which is interesting. I don't really know who that favors. Probably Brian because he's a bigger guy. I have to go with Umar, though. I just think he's the better wrestler. I think he can just control Brian on the ground. I think Brian's path to victory is probably just landing a punch. He does have some good power. I think he just has to catch Umar. I just don't see that happening. I think Umar just grinds him out for probably a decision, maybe a late stoppage kind of win. So you think the line's fair then, eh? Minus 800? No, I think it's uh, I think it's too high, though. Well, but I think he high. wins. Yeah, that's fair. Well, you, Marcel, what's your thoughts on this fight? Yeah, man, it's going to be complete boredom because I'm with, with the call here again. Um... I feel like, you know, the thing is, if, if Caliber can knock him out, you know, it's always possible. So, yeah, but I feel like Umar Nurmagomedov, he, I agree with Cole, he hasn't fought uh, the, the top level yet, you know, but he has a lot of potential, man. If you see him fight, it's also the, the way somebody fights, you know what I mean? The way somebody fights, you can get just by, like Ulanbekov gets just by the guys he fights. You know, but Nurmagomedov pretty was dominant in the fights that I saw him. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's a bad style matchup for Kelleher as well. So, I'm taking Nurmagomedov, and 
I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a finish, to be honest, man. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going with a finish here, yeah. I think uh, Nomagometa finishes him. He should win, and like, there's no doubt, but it's just like, I don't know if laying minus 800, even in a parlay, is, is a good call. And I still know. Like, he's been off for a year. He hasn't fought in a while. He's fighting a guy with tons of experience now. I, I think this guy wins. I mean, we're all, we're all thinking he's going to win, but, you know, it doesn't add a lot of, like, value to your parlay. You know, Cole, like, if you put him in there, like, I'd rather just stick with some other guys. I, I think he probably wins the fight, guys. I do think the line's a little too high, though. I think Brian's a pretty damn good fighter, and he's looked good lately. But, you know, one hole he has is, I think, the submission defense. And I'm kind of – I'm thinking a submission, Marcel. I think that's what you said as well. That's kind of what I'm thinking as well. I think that can happen here. Um, decision obviously can happen too. Uh, they're yeah, plus 100 for decision, plus 150 for inside distance. You know, maybe that's the way to play this fight. You take a prop instead. Um, you just do one of those straight props, Cole. Like you do a plus 100 on decision or a plus 150 on on the on a finish. I think that's the way to go in this one. I don't think you know playing him straight is is a great idea. And I would never recommend that in MMA at eight to one. And there's too many ways to lose and win a fight in the sport to lay eight to one on anyone. Uh, why did by the way, this is I think more for like probably Cole. You know this one. Why did Grant Dawson betray James Coast and Glory? Do you know anything about that? No, I think they're still pretty close. I think just Grant just wanted to try something else. Fair enough. Yeah, he. I know he recently left. Where is he working at now? Do you know? Uh, American Top Team. American Top Team. I mean, that's a great gym, though. So it's like he's not in the wrong spot. Take the under 2.5. Maybe that's a good spot, too. You know, that's not a bad spot. He could also get the knockout. Like the Kevin Kroon fight, guys, you know, he was struggling with Kroon's, like, size, but he landed that massive punch at one point, and it changed the whole fight, right? I think Cole was right when he, when he said he's got, like, so it's like sneaky power Brian Keller has, you know, Cole? Like, and no one talks about it. The guy's a little powerful, but, you know, I, I, this is probably isn't the fight that Umar loses. And I'm, I'm looking at what you guys say. Yeah, I think that's Big J. That's, I think, the angle we're looking at now. Keller by submi- uh, losing by submission, maybe. Um, Morozov is better than Keller, too. Is he, though? I mean, I think they're pretty close. Morozov didn't – I mean, he looked good in that first round, but then he just completely fell apart in the last fight. What is that, Marcel? Oh, it's Elon Musk? <laughs> Kevin Kroon. Oh, it's Kevin Kroon. I couldn't even see it. I could barely see it. <laughs> there he is. Umar, I think. There he is. I can see it now. Umar, I think, wins. It's a bit high. Yeah. Yeah. So we all have the same thoughts on this one. All right. Let's go to the next fight, guys. <clears throat> next fight Marina Moroz against Maria Agapova. The grudge match. It's an interesting fight. Agapova's minus 200, plus 170 in Moroz. Um, uh, last year, Agapova was accused of being like a drug, drug addict by Moroz. And, uh, they do not like each other. <laughs> Let's just say that. So this should be a good scrap. I'll start with you, Marcel. I know you've actually been looking forward to this fight, Marcel. So go ahead and give your thoughts. You know, it's actually uh, the first part of ATT against MMA Masters, right? Of, of the evening. It's pretty much the the women uh, version of this one. Um, you know, Marina Moroz, she bores me the fuck out, to be really honest. You know, she goes into the we- to, to, to the website. She goes into the cage and... Uh, she takes she takes people down and she tries to hold them down and for sometimes it works for her but it's really not really eventful to watch i think at all it works for her agapova i gotta say man i was surprised by her approach against Mazo last time out she looked really good um got that uh, got that knockdown that almost knocked out and then she got to finish by a submission um you know moros can win the fight if she keeps spamming takedowns again and she's trying to hold her down like she always does you know, I remember when Moros came in the UFC and she submitted Joanne Calderwood back then. Now Wood, 
uh, with an, I think an arm bar in the first round. Everybody yeah, was that like, was a big oh. upset at the time. Yeah. It was a big yeah. upset. Yeah. She's the next big thing. She's going to fight for the title soon and then completely vanished pretty much, in my opinion. Also got a lot of pullouts uh, the last couple of years. I think over five or six. Um, Agapova, she's... Uh, yeah, besides the Dobson fight, really, she, she has looked pretty good, I think. And also, got to mention, the Cortez fight in the Contender Series, she got dominated on the ground as well. So if there's a way of winning from a Rose, it's taking her to the ground. I feel like, man, the Demon Slayer going to slay. You know, I'm going with Agapova, man. And I'm going with a finish. I think she finished, knocks her out, second round. There you go. Cole, it's your pick in this one. Yeah, I think Agapova finishes Morose too. I think she becomes the first person to finish her. It's really hard to tell what Moreau's getting to. Like, it's two years almost to the day since she last fought. Like, yeah. I don't like that. I think Agapova's a much better striker. I think she can stuff the takedowns. I think she probably TKO's Moreau's in the probably second round. I'd say second or third round. But if I think Moreau's has the capability to hold Agapova down, I think she's going to get her down at some points. I just think Agapova's going to get back up and then eventually just start teeing off her on the feet and get the finish. Yeah, so this interesting fight for sure. Um, you know, Agapova, obviously that fight with Dobson, I mean, it was, I think, the biggest upset of all time, according to the odds. I mean, it's not like on paper was the biggest upset, but according to the odds, it was, you know. I'm sorry, by reputation. On paper, it was, though. Um, but she really bounced back, man, in that last fight with Mazo. She looked great in that fight, guys. She looked really good. Um, got to block this guy. Um, she looked really good in that fight, man. Uh, you know, getting, and getting the finish too late. You know, that was impressive to me, you know, because she was going to win a decision, right? But the fact she dropped her, and as soon as she – and it's the same in the Cyphers fight. She dropped the girl, and then she choked her out right away. Like, no hesitation. So she's got that killer instinct. Um, I definitely see a hole in the, the grappling. I think we all do. And obviously the cardio is still – I think it's still a concern, you know. But it, it held up in that last fight. If she hadn't fought Mazo, if it was coming off the Dobson fight, I'd probably be picking Moroz right now. But because of that fight and because she went the three rounds or almost the three and she looked sharp in that third round, I'm going to go with her. And you know what, Cole? I'm with you. And, and Marcel, I think a finish is like that's how she fi she finishes most of her fights. Like that's how she wins her fights. Maria, Maria Agapova uh, by knockout is plus 475 and her by submission is plus 450. So I think those are definitely interesting props, guys. Um, because. You know what? And I got to say, minus 200 is not a bad line on her. You know, it's like, it's a fair line, I think. So she's definitely someone I'm circling here, honestly. The more I think about this fight, because she just really looked great in the last fight. And she looked great against Dobson before she fell apart in the second round. So if she's got the cardio in check, and it seems like she does, I think, in MMA Masters, we'll see. She should win this fight, and she should win it handily. So should be a good fight. Um and I, I do want to mention this, though, that uh, the weight class. Hey, Scott, what's going on, man? Scott also likes Burroughs in this fight. That's totally fair, Scott. I, I understand that. Um, the fight is taking place at 125. Maria's fought. She's kind of bounced around a little bit, I think, you know. But her last fight was at 125 as well. You're right. I think the durability is probably a little better for her. Um, and then I didn't mention this because, you know, I try not to bring in stuff that's outside. But it's probably obviously worth mentioning this, that there's a war going on in this girl's country, Burroughs. That obviously is stressful for everyone, so it's kind of another knock against her in a way. But at the end of the day, it's it comes down to the matchup. I just think that Agapova is going to be really powerful, man. That's that's what I think. Here's some more comments. Never mind, Agapova beats her ball. Eight local Demon Slayer by slashing. Yeah, she changed her name Demon Slayer. It's it's a uh, it's official. 
Agapov has to be motivated. I mean, I think both of them are going to be motivated. It should be good. Uh, hey, what's up, man? What's up, Jim? He says smash the like, like button. Absolutely, guys. Um, let's go to the next fight here. We got Nikolai Negamariano against Kenny Nechekawu. Um, the odds for this one, guys, minus 140 for Kennedy, plus 120 for Nikolai Negamariano. Uh, you guys have started most of them off. Let me start one off now. <clears throat> this fight is definitely interesting. You know, I'll say that. I'm really, I have no idea what you guys are thinking, but, you know, for me, I just think Kennedy's, like, both guys have bad striking defense, honestly. Like, Nikolai's, if you look at his head striking defense in the UFC, it's really low. It's terrible because of that Kimber fight, right? So I get that's not good, but Kennedy is like there's no head movement at all. It it just stays there, guys. The last fight I bet on him that was that was the that was a sick one to watch because he didn't even try really. He just like he just went, he was just like this, and he was just getting elbowed. Remember that you guys saw the fight? Like what was he doing? Like, what was the game plan to survive and then win again? And I'm thinking to myself, yes, that was his game plan. Just like he did against Danilo Marquez and Alberg, he has to survive a first round beating and come back and win. So in this fight, because Negan Mariano is a good striker with power, he's going to go after him in the first round. It's definitely possible if Kennedy wins, or if he survives the first round, he wins this fight, you know, late. But he has to survive that first round. He's coming off a knockout loss. He's fighting a guy with pretty good power. A guy that also is, you know, a, a, a comparable uh, as far as... Like, the, Kennedy usually has a massive reach advantage. It's only five inches in this fight. It's still something. But I think Nick is, you know, decent. And I think he can upset him. So... Here's here's my upside pick for for you guys. I'm taking Nikolai Nick and Mariano, and I think he could finish Kennedy. Based off that last fight, I, I'm not taking Kennedy for a while, and I'll take Nikolai by knockout. And what's the odds on that? I don't even know if they're out at right now, but inside the distance, it's only plus 150. Maybe even the, when the knockout prop comes, we take a look at it. But I, I think he can knock him out, guys. I'm just not impressed with Kennedy as of late. Give me your thoughts. Uh, we'll start with you, Cole. Go ahead. I think both of them aren't very good. I don't think – I think most light heavyweights beat both of them. I think that Nick fight, if you look at it, be, I don't really know if he beat Alexa Kamar. And the thing is, like, he was grabbing the fence so much. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I saw MA Lock the Night Suite about it. I forgot about that. Like, I just think Kennedy's the better striker. I'll lean towards Kennedy probably winning a decision. I think he loses the first round, and then I think he wins the second and third. I don't think it's going to be a very fun fight. Both of them, I think, are going to be not throw a ton of volume. I just think Kennedy's a tad better. I think Kennedy wins a decision, but. I don't really have interest in betting either side of these uh, on this fight. What do you think, Marcel? Not a weird ass fight. Uh, I mean, I really, I'm really surprised the UFC hasn't put this fight as a co-main event on the fight night. So, um, if you look at Nick Nikolai Nigomiriano, you know, <sighs> to be honest, both guys haven't been impressive to me at all. You know, I'm not going to even go uh, apart. By the way, Nikolai Nigomiriano was supposed to fight Igor Poteria on this card, you know, and Poteria, uh, Ukrainian, by the way, as well. So, um, now it's Kennedy, man. Uh, this is a fight. Yeah, what, what can I say? You know, uh, I'm, I'm really not too in, in, interested in this one. Um, <sighs> Kennedy looks so bad in this last fight, man. I mean, he was just standing there and didn't do, didn't do jack shit, you know what I mean? So, um, I'm taking Nikolai as well, but it's like pretty much I'm 51, 49 percent. Is it is it for me? It's like that, you know. Um, Nikolai by, I'm going a decision, man. I don't know. This is really a fight that a I don't have a good read on, and b I don't really care. So yeah. No, I think that's good. I think it's fair. It's a good breakdown. I think both of you guys, you know, totally fair. 
it's a tough fight to call, guys. Honestly, this is one that I'm pretty sure all of us were going back and forth on. You know, let's get some comments here, guys. Um, Romanian guys like the dog of the week on MA Twitter. Yeah, I think Nikolai can I can do it. I think he can do it. Nikolai decision. Kennedy Homer Simpson to check with. I mean, the last fight was really bad. Alexa Cameron got robbed against Nikolai. You know, he did outstrike him according to the stats, but at the time, I thought Nikolai won that fight. At the time. Nick is sloppy, irresponsible defensively. Yeah, his striking defense is bad. He kept, but he keeps pushing the pace to six your face. Kennedy's bad with pressure. I agree, man. I agree. Agree, Adam. Such a weird fight. Think about it. Kennedy absorbed 86 significant strikes against Carlos Elberg in the first round. Again, in the first round. Like, I don't think he could do that again. I think his chin almost is gone from that fight, maybe. It's possible, you know? You take a beating like that, like, it's hard to come back from it. What are you going to say, Marcel? Yeah, I saw a local talking about a robbery. Should we talk about robberies again? Okay, no, 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 let's that. not do it. Let's not do the robbery talk. <laughs> he had enough yesterday. One of my coin flip fights, but he's taking Nikolai. Uh, I think the Equus thought, but Kennedy could be promising a Fortis. Yeah, I mean, Fortis is a great gym. Um, and that's what I've been thinking about. You know, Cole, I was like, man, Safe is, he's got the magic beans, right? And one thing I will say is Kennedy, and I think Safe said this, he said the last fight took place at 10 in the morning. And he's like, Kennedy wasn't ready to fight that early in the morning right? 10 a.m. Um, Vegas time. There might be something to that, but I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I don't know if there is, you know, I, I just look at a guy that's probably going to stand there, get teed off on, try to survive it and win. I can't, I don't want to bet on a guy like that, but this is not a bad bet. Kennedy in round three. That seems like likely because Nick probably gasses out by then. I don't think Nick's going to go three with him. Maybe, but I doubt it. Anyways, I, I you know we got two picks for the underdog here with Nikolai. All right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. Women's strawweight boat. Marina Rodriguez, Yan Jinyan. Interesting fights. Minus two fifty five. Marina plus two fifteen. Yan. Let's start with you, Marcel. Go ahead. First of all, this fight should be on the main card. Let's be clear about that. I don't give a fuck if it's uh, about pay per view buys. You're not gonna buy. You're not going to sell any more pay-per-views by not putting this on the main card, to be really honest. And it should get the highlight being on the main card. And if you don't put it on the main card, you should highlight it as a feature prelim, to be really honest. You know? Um, you know, personally, I've never been super high on Jan Shonan. I know she's she's okay. You know, I, I don't mind her. I think she has good striking. But I th- don't think she can really hang with the top of the division, in my opinion. You know, she has some good wins. But it's against uh, Claudia Gedalia, who hasn't been the same since like five years ago. Uh, against, um, God, I forgot her name. What's her name again? Polish. Um, Carolina? Yeah. Oh, Carolina. Yeah. Um, same, same, same thing, you know? Um, if you look at Marina, I'm actually really impressed with what Marina has showed so far, you know? Uh, wins against Watterson. Um, against Dern. I think the Dern fight, you know, really opened people's eyes. You know, also the rebus fight, but definitely the Dern fight, where mm-hmm. she she only got dominated for the second round, I think, but all the other rounds she won. Um, I think Marina wins this fight, you know. It's a three-round three fight. I think her striking is better, um, and I expect the fight to be on the feet. So, uh, yeah, Marina, Marina Rodriguez, I think she wins uh, all three rounds, 30-27. How are you, Cole? I think Marina Rodriguez finishes her. I think she knocks her out. I don't think Jan's as good as what people think she is. Rodriguez, I think her striking probably could be the best in the strawweight division. I just think she's just going to be way too good on the feet. And eventually in the second, third round, like I think if she finishes, it's going to be late just towards all the damage. The ref was just going to step in and Rodriguez is going to get the win. I just think it's a stupid fight, though. Like I don't really get why this is Rodriguez's fight when Jan's coming off that loss. Like, 
a pretty bad loss, and then Rodriguez is riding all this momentum. That was a long time. Uh, can I ask cool yeah, a can, question? Go ahead, go ahead. Cool. Do you think well, if Marina wins impressive against Jan Shonan, and also it's also for you this question, uh, Adam, uh, does she get the title shot before Carla Esparza get her title shot? When's Carla getting married? I think there's a reason it's not booked. Yeah, that's exactly that's why my question. That's why I think as well. You know, they're waiting to see what happens with this fight. I think that's pretty yeah. clear. Um, so I mean, I agree with you guys. Actually, I don't know what you guys like. She's actually one of my most confident picks on this card. I really like her in this fight, guys. I think minus 250 is a good line. She should probably be like minus 300. So you're getting a little bit of value, I think. Because um, I, th I think she's about a 3-1 favorite. Like, so Yan's going to have to outstrike her for 15 minutes to win the fight or knock her out. I don't see that happening. Marina's shown better striking, I think. I think it's way more likely Marina outstrikes her or Marina knocks her out. Like, Yan would have to fight almost a perfect fight to win this fight. This is a bad fight for her, guys, I think. Um, taking on someone like this who has power, who's getting, who's getting more confident every fight. You talk about like when we noticed how good she was. It was for me the the fight with uh, Rebus because Rebus was just destroying people coming off that win over Paige Van Zandt, which was like in a, what, a few minutes, right? And I'm like, damn, this girl's good. And the way she knocked her out, I was like, all right, I'm putting my I'm I'm on high alert. And I bet on her against for Waterson, and I picked her against uh, Dern last year, Marcel, on the podcast as an underdog. So I really like this girl. And you know, even at minus two fifty, I still think there's some value here. I just think she's just a much better fighter. Um, and Yan, Yan's going to have to fight a perfect fight to win, and I just don't see that happening, guys. I think she either wins the decision or maybe gets a knockout, like you said, Cole. I'm a little iffy on, on what it could be because Yan, you know, she did get finished her last fight, but it was, like, the nastiest elbows on the ground you'll ever see. Like, you guys saw that picture of Carla after, like, blood all over her elbow. Like, it was like the Armin fight the other day. So, I don't know if that, like, if she gets to the ground and ground her pounds or she can finish her too. Yeah, I, I like Marino a lot. Um, let's go to here. Got Litchell. He likes. He says he likes to fight a lot, and he likes uh, Rodriguez in the fight. Rodriguez is a dog versus. Yeah, she was like plus two fifty, maybe. Like it was. It was something crazy. This is number one contender fight, probably. Yeah. Um. That's fair. Ken Shiro just gave me some criticism. He says the Chinese fighters are, are too disciplined and they're not doing anything like to be like creative in the cage. And I think that's a good. Um, just in general, I don't think you could just single the Chinese fighters. Just in general, I think the fighters, you know, they should be creative and have fun in there. We agree it should be a main card. Yeah, it's fair. Yan with a split decision. I don't see it, man. But, you know, I know some people. I have seen some people on her this week. So, go ahead. You know, maybe if you have um, Saldi Amado, Adelaide Bird, and Chris Lee as a judge, you might have a – you might shoot bet on it if you know the judges, you know. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> Ken Shiro says just jab, jab, straight kick. Yeah, I think so, too. Glenn says we were selling as your one finished. Yeah, it's the one finish against uh... – Rebus, but you're right. Or it's been her only finish, uh, Marina's. I know what you're saying, Glenn. Yeah, I would lean a decision, I guess, just based on that too. Um, Chinese fighters, yeah, no, they haven't really succeeded in. I mean, there's no doubt about it. There's been a few that you know showed some promise, but you're right. Um, let's go to the next fight, guys. It's the last prelim prelim main event. Once again, I get a cold plug here, Cole. I've been plugging you so much. I got to plug myself, man. What the hell am I doing here? <laughs> no, but he interviewed uh, Jalen Turner as well, the tarantula. So the odds for this fight are minus 160 of Jalen, plus 140 Jamie Malarkey. Um, let me start on this one too. Uh, you know, this is a great fight. I love this fight. I think this is probably one of the best fights in the card for sure. Definitely going to, I think th there's no doubt. And I know that Jalen said the same thing when you asked him, Cole. He's like, is there any chance this goes the distance? The guy's like, he's like, no, <laughs> he's like, there's no way. There's no way. This fight's not going three rounds. I'll tell you that right now. So this is a great fight for fantasy, I think, first off, because I think someone gets finished. 
And it might surprise you guys, but I'm actually going to go with the underdog here, Jane Malarkey, to get the knockout here. And I think it plays out like his last fight, guys. I, I really do. I think it plays out like the fight with uh, Devontae Smith, where the first round is going to be tough for him because obviously Jalen's a great striker, great grappler. He's great everywhere, right? But this is a fight, man. And I just look at Jalen as being a little bit brittle. You know, he's been knocked out three times. He's been dropped. Um, you know, and I think that this guy, Jamie's got some really good power. He's shown that his last two fights. He's a dog, man. He's just so tough, gritty. He's two and two in the UFC, but he definitely beat Pharisee. And I think all three of us would agree with that. And the Bradford Dell fight was like razor close. He barely lost to that guy who's like one of the best in the world right now. He's a guy that I think Jamie Malarkey's got like absolutely no, you know, love really from like the general public. But I think that this guy, after this fight and this spot, you know, he could be on the main card in his next fight. I think he deserves it. Um, I like this guy. And I like both guys. Just so you know, guys, like it's not like I'm writing off Turner by any means. I think he's a great fighter, and he's shown significant improvements in the grappling, which is really nice to see. And I think that's a great path to victory here for him. But ultimately, man, I think the toughness and durability of Jay Malarkey win out here, guys. I think he comes back after a tough first round and wins in the second round by knockout. So Jay Malarkey by knockout, that's kind of what I'm thinking here, plus 400. Um, again, Jalen's been finished three times by strikes. So I think that Malarkey could do it. And by the way, Jay Malarkey's won like his last 10 fights in a row by knockout. Like he's a people that look at him as a knockout artist, he knocks everyone out that he beats. So it's a great fight. It's a close fight, but I'm going with Malarkey. Let's go with you, Cole. Give your thoughts on this one, man. I've been pretty good at picking Jalen Turner fights. I picked him last night. It's the underdog. The only one I don't remember who I picked was the Frivola fight. I honestly don't really remember who I picked, but I picked the last three, right? The Potter one. That was easy. Same with Luke. I like Turner here. I just not sold on malarkey i just think turner is just the better like i think it's a super close fight like i think it's more of a pick i'm like i do think the odds are a bit off but i just think turner is the better striker probably has more power i think and then i think his ground game too like i wouldn't be surprised if jalen just wrestles him or just tries to break down to the ground because like he's probably the better grappler but it's super close like i wouldn't be surprised if malarkey knocked out but i'll go turner probably by tko in like the second round that's totally fair what were you uh, marcel what's your thoughts on this one yeah, I'm super on the fence on this one because I think it's a super close fight. And I think it can literally go either way. You know, I think um, Jalen Turner, he's a good prospect. He is, he is good on the ground. He's, he has strong stand-up, but he has he, he has been sometimes in his fights, I think he could do better. You know what I mean? And that's also for Jamie Malarkey. You know, his first round against Devonta Smith wasn't great, but he came back and he, he finished the fight. If you look at his debut, for example, against Riddell, I think that was an amazing fight. He got fight of the night as well. Right. He's super tough. You know, I uh, I think uh, we both called the Kama Worthy knockout, I think, back then. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I got to go with my gut feeling, man. And I got to go with, um, I feel like Jamie Malarkey is going to pull it off again for some reason. And I don't know why, but the dude keeps surprising me every time, you know, what he does, yeah. you know, he, he kind of looks like he, he, he has not, uh, how do you say that? Uh, kind of the charisma, you know, that you think yeah. like, oh, I'm going with the dude, but he's really good. I think, you know, yep. and um, I see him winning, you know, I, I go with a second round or, early third round finish for Jay Malarkey. I think they're both really good. Um, I'll just say that. By the way, Cole, I remember that fight with Favola. I, I definitely picked her in that fight. And I was really surprised Favola like, dominated him with the wrestling. Like, I remember that. That was on the Adesanya and uh, Gaslam card. Let's get some comments here from you guys from this fight. A Loco likes Turner by knockout. Fair enough. They got to do, oh, this would be a great fight. Joel Alvarez and Jalen Turner. That would be great, right? Like two guys who are six foot three. This should not be his weight class. Jalen versus Jamie, I'm not touching this fight. It's 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 like a, it's one of the most closest fight in the card, but I think there's value in the dog. So does hype. 
Dog likes Malarkey too. Tech around Rocco, that's why I'm picking too. Hey, George, what's up, man? He says, oh, he's done with the last fight. UFC wants Yan to win. Haley and Chalk gets the company favorite. Maybe, but I don't think she does. Um, I think Malarkey's best underdog pick in the card. I like him too. Turner, Malarkey's a great fight. It sure is. Joe also likes Malarkey. Malarkey's camp with Volk is solid too. Yeah, he's a, he's a good under... I think both guys are underrated. I mean, most people aren't like talking about them as like contenders. They're both really good fighters though. But I think Malarkey's like a real like hidden gem, guys. Like I really do like... You know, because again, he has those two losses to Riddell and Ziem. But I mean, come on, that Ziem fight—he definitely won that fight. And the Riddell fight, like you said, Marcel, it was like a war. It was like a fucking war. That fight—it was one of the best fights of the year. That was on the Adesanya Whitaker card. It was an amazing fight. All right, let's go to the next fight. Okay, here's the first fight of the main card: Sergey Spivak against Greg Hardy. Let's get in the pay per view here, guys. Greg Hardy, sorry, Sergey Spivak minus two ten. Greg Hardy plus one seventy five. Let's start with you on this one, Cole. I know you've interviewed Greg Hardy as well. Not recently, but I know you've talked to Greg, um, former NFL player, obviously. Give me your thoughts on Greg Hardy, and I think it's Greg Hardy by knockout in like the first minute or Sergey Spivak demolishes him by just taking him down and either smits him or ground a pound. I like Spivak in this fight. I think he wins. I just no way you can lay this on Sergey Spivak, who Walt Harris knocked out in 50 seconds, Aspinall knocked out in two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Hardy has that power. I think he probably hits harder than Walt Harris. I th- but just like his takedown defense is not good. Like Marcin Deborah just took it out of will. And then as you get going him late, like his cardio isn't that good. Like he had to use that puffer against Ben Sassoli. <laughs> like he gasses out as the fight goes on. And like look at his UFC wins. Like it's Dimitri Smalley knockoff who hasn't even fought in years. Came out for one fight against Greg Hardy. Got knocked out. I don't think he's fought since. He knocked out Juan Adams who we've seen get knocked out on the regional scene. Like I don't think his chin's the best. He beat Jorgen Castro. I don't think very good. Knocked out Maurice Green, who gets knocked out quite often. And every single step up he gets, he loses. I think I don't think Spivak's anything that good. Like I don't think he's a top fifteen guy. I just think he just out wrestles Greg Hardy and gets like a probably late or late second, like early third round finish. Just more from just Hardy just being exhausted. What were you, uh, Marcel? What's your thoughts? Yeah, man, Hardy has four wins and nine fights in the UFC, and all four guys aren't in the UFC anymore. Um, Spivak, listen, man, as long as the Spivak in his debut doesn't show up, we should be good, you know? Um, I expect Hardy to come forward. I expect, expect Spivak to take him down. I honestly expect Spivak to win a submission in the first round, man. That's what I expect. You know, and if not, as long as the fight goes, the more in favor it, it gets to, to Spivak, like Cole says, you know? Um Hardy got a knockout. I got a puncher's chance with knockout early in the fight, you know. But I think Spivak is smart this time and takes him down. If he's stupid, he stands with him and gets knocked out in the first round. But uh, I think he takes him down and he submits him. And that's what he should do as well, you know. It's, and by the way, Spivak, he got a win on his record against Tai Tuivasa, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and but that's some time ago, and that was when Tai Tuivasa was on the bad streak. Yeah. So he got some good wins on his record, you know. But. Um, yeah, I'm taking. Uh, he also won against Olenik. It wasn't that great of a fight, but I'm going with Spivak in this one. He should win this one. All right, so I got some thoughts on this fight. You know, I've been really going back and forth with this one because it's like it's like a mid-level heavyweight fight, kind of like you got two guys that have shown you know some promise at times, and then other times just fall apart. So it's a tough one. I honestly have been leaning Greg Hardy like the last couple of days, right? Um, but then I started thinking about it. I talked to Cole yesterday because I just wanted to get his thoughts on it. And I thought about this fight more, Cole. And like, I, I went and watched Greg Hardy's fights back. I watched them back again. I watched the temporary fight back again. 
and I, after watching that fight, I can't pick him in this fight because he only has five minutes of cardio, guys. Like he 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 will gas out really bad in that second round, and he's really you know the, I was thinking to myself this whole time he's a pretty good striker, but he's not a good striker at all. He really isn't. He's got some power, but he's not a good striker. I'm not saying Spivak is either, you know. But I think it's like pretty close on the feet. Like I don't think it's a blowout. And then there's a massive advantage for one guy on the ground. Massive. Like it's it's huge. And then you know I look at that Vandera fight too. Like Vandera is not that bad. He's a big dude. He's got he's you know pretty good striking and and you know he's just a huge guy. And he took him down easily and just beat the tar out of him. And I think that's probably what happens here. I think it's kind of like the Tabura fight, guys. I think Greg Hardy, you know, does okay in the first round, but as long as Spivak doesn't get finished, and Hardy will have a puncher's chance for five minutes, Spivak doesn't get finished, he will take him down and beat him to a pulp and win by TKO. So, you know, I'm looking at, like, if you look at the, the props, guys, Greg Hardy by knockouts plus 300 and Sergey Spivak by knockouts plus 300. So you could take both of them, really, because I think either guy gets a knockout, because I think he finishes him with ground and pound. Also, submissions plus 300. But I, I don't think this fight goes a distance. Um, I think someone gets finished. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be Greg Hardy getting finished on the ground again. Because, again, it's MMA. It's not a boxing match. It's not a kickboxing match. And it's hard to learn wrestling in that short amount of time. I know he's obviously at a good camp. But, you know, Spivak, is, he's training in Vegas now, too. He's at Extreme Couture now, I believe. So, good spot for him. The guy's a beast. Um, but, you know, his chin is a little sketchy. So, I don't like. I wouldn't play the money line in this one. I would look for a prop on him by knockout or submission of plus three hundred. That's my thoughts. Get some quick uh, comments here, guys. A, a local's happy his boy Spivak's fighting the pay per view. Daniel likes Spivak. Um, let's see here. Uh, Spivak took the fight last one fight. Yeah, he did. He did the last fight, but he didn't look good at all. Um, keep going down here. I don't know. I, you know, here's this this guy saying about this fight. Uh, Malarkey's popular pick. Tough fight for him. Yeah, it could go either way. Um, I think Hardy gets an awkward speedback decision. I don't think he. I don't think he goes to decision because I think guys, if he, if the fight goes the way we think it's going to go, you know, that second round or even the first round, he could get taken down. I th- I just think once he gets taken down, guys, he's going to get so tired on the ground, and also like he doesn't react well to punches too either, guys. Did you notice this in his fights? Like the tie fight, you know, he clipped high, but the way he got knocked out, and then also the Tabura fight, like the ground and pound, I think his chin is a little questionable too, you know. And he's also taking a lot of shots in football. It helps. That's what I like, buddy. I like Spivak by ground and pound, man. That's what I'm thinking here. So, again, I was I told Cole yesterday, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to Craig Hardy, but I went and watched the fights back. I just, I'm not impressed by the guy as much as I thought, it, as much as I remembered. Because I remember at the, at the beginning of his career, he's knocking some guys on the tender series. I'm like, you know what? This guy's not as bad as what people are saying. But at this point, you know, he, like you said, Cole, I think you made a great point. When he gets to that level, he can't get to that next step. As we saw against Volkov. Ty, and now I think uh, in, in, in this fight, and to Burrow, but it was also good speed back. All right, let's go to the next fight here, yeah, Alex. So, it's, also the, it's also the last fight on Hardy's deal, though, which is kind of interesting that they're kind of throwing us. I think if he loses this, I think he's done. That's interesting. I mean, but it's also like, it's a big, it's a risk versus reward thing, right? Because if he goes out there and knocks out, which he can, right? We're not saying he can knock with speed back. We all said he has a puncher's chance, especially in the first round, right? But you're right, Cole. If he loses, especially with ground and pound, like we think, that could be it for Greg Hardy in the UFC. And I think all of his uh, haters would like that. Let's go to the next fight here. Alex Oliveira against Kevin Holland. Holland minus 300. Cowboy plus 250. Start with you, Cole. Holland by first round knockout. I don't think this fight's that close. This is like the, basically they go, who's a welterweight that's a worse striker than Holland that can't grapple? And they just found Alex Oliveira for Holland to style on. 
and people to think Kevin Holland's back and he's some force at welterweight. How about you, Marcel? Holland's probably a knockout in the first round. I completely agree. I don't have anything else to to add. You know, I think uh, I think Oliveira. He's. A, I, I always enjoy his fights, but I think he's kind of done, to be really honest. You know, and Holland uh, is a good move to go to welterweight. I think. Um, yeah, I like Holland this one also with a knockout in the first round. So I'm completely with Cole in this one. This guy should have been a welterweight like for the longest time. I have no idea why he made this move so late, but. I want to tell you what I here's what I I got a I got a hot take for you guys in this one. I'm not picking Cowboy. I'm taking Kevin Holland by submission. That's my prediction in this fight. I think he submits some guys. I, I you're gonna think I'm crazy, but I think he's actually gonna shoot for a takedown and try to show off his wrestling in this fight. Because he actually has decent wrestling, and I think he might show it off against a guy who's smaller than it. Well, not, not smaller, but the same size, I should say. You know, I think he'd actually take Cowboy down. Cowboy's not a great grappler, like you said, Cole, by any means. Or maybe Cowboy takes it down, he gets him in a scramble with a triangle or he gets his back or something. I think his ground game's solid. I actually am looking at the submission because, again, historically, Cowboy has lost um, quite a few fights by submission. Two of his last three, uh, four, he's, been, he's lost five times in the UFC by submission. I actually really like this angle, guys. I, I like this, man. Let's go with Kevin Hall by submission. What's the prop on that? Plus 850. There we go. What do you guys think? He's been submitted five times. What do you guys think? What do you think, Marcel? Am I crazy? Uh, yes, but um, <laughs> I don't know if Kevin Holland goes for, for a submission in this one. I think he looks for the knockout. That's what I think. Is it possible? Of course it's possible. You know, I wouldn't be super surprised. But, um, yeah, I, I think he just goes for the knockout, man. And I think he gets it as well. That's that's why I would go with the knockout. Do you see, do you see the angle I'm going at, though, Cole? It's kind of like mm-hmm. when... Kyra Phillips a few weeks ago, and I'm like, this guy sucks at submission defense with uh, Marcelo Rojo. Take plus 550. Plus 850, guys. Tap to Rain Brown with no hooks. I agree. That was just last year. Only, only one. He's got a decent chin, but I wouldn't be surprised he knocked him out. That's only plus 150, though. Maybe I'm getting too uh, excited about this plus 850 odds. my knockout. That's what I'm saying, though, Doug. I just think he's going to try to show off the wrestling. I, I, I know it's crazy. It's going to sound dumb, and you guys are going to be like, why is he doing this in the fight? But I think he might do it. Because he's been training with, uh, I think, Johnny Hendricks, right, for a while in the wrestling. So, all right, let's go to the next fight. we got three more left here on this card. Uh, Bryce Mitchell versus Edson uh, Barboza. Interesting fight here, too. Mitchell, minus 155. Barboza, plus 135. Start with you, Marcel. Go ahead. First of all, UFC should figure this thing out, you know. He is everywhere 11-0, and the UFC counts his semifinal in the Ultimate Fighter. He's 11-1 there. So... What is it? Is he 11-1 or is he 11-0? In my opinion, I go just with undefeated because nobody counts those Ultimate Fighter semifinals. Or do you guys disagree with me? I want to know. I, I agree that. with you. I agree with you. Yeah. So, um, if you look, Barbosa last fight lost to Giga Chikatsa. No shame in that. You know, before that, man, he looked good against Shane Burgos, man. I'm not going to lie. I think he uh, he looked pretty amazing and he finished him as well. Something I didn't saw coming that he was going to finish him. Amerikani fight was also no 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 problem for him. Bryce Mitchell, um, the guy with one of the two guys with the only twister in the UFC, right? Along with Korean Zombie. Um, probably his best win is against Andre Philly, man. His last win. But uh, that's been al- almost one and a half year ago, man. It's such a long time ago. Plus, I think Barbosa brings a lot of different tools to the game for Mitchell than all the other guys did that he fought so far. Um, Barbosa also can be solid on the ground. Has some good submission defense, I think. Mitchell will try to get to the ground ASAP, I think. Um, 
I'm thinking Barbosa here, man. I think he wins a decision. Uh, if he not knocks him out either, but I'm going with a decision for Barbosa. Go ahead. Edson Barbosa by knockout. I think he I don't think Bryce Mitchell's a very good striker at all. And for being such a good grappler, like you see that with all the jiu-jitsu guys, like his takedowns aren't very good. He, I think it's like 40 something percent takedown accuracy. And like Barbosa's underrated takedown defense. Like I think it's like 70 something, 76, 77 percent. But like a lot of that is inflated because Habib got him down so many times that like he gets everyone down. But I think Barbosa keeps us on the feet. Like I don't even think it's this close of a fight. Like I think Edson just kind of styles on him on the feet, knocks him out. Like I think he'll go with the body, the leg, and then eventually he just drops in and the ref has to step in. I don't think this fight's going to be close either way. I think either guy just dominates in their area of the game. It just, it just, it's who can, you know, keep the fight in, in their world. Um, Bryce Mitchell is obviously going to look to take the fight to the ground. I think if he gets to the ground, guys, it's going to be a bad night for Barboza. But if he keeps on the feet, Barboza is probably going to, like you said, knock him out. It's a really tough fight to call. This is, for me, this is the one I've, I've struggled the most on the whole card. I'll be honest with you guys. So, um, you know, these guys are probably on something with the underdog value on Barboza. I'm, I'm thinking about him too. Don't get me wrong. Cause I think obviously if he keeps on the feet, he'll win. But, you know, Mitchell's just, I think he's kind of a special grappler, man. I don't like like this guy like as a person by any means, but as a grappler and as a fighter, I mean, the guy's got something special going. He's just got this ability to really time his takedowns well. They're like kind of ugly looking, Cole, like you said, but he gets them a lot of the time. Um, it's just tough, you know. It's a tough fight because Barboza, you know, he he showed pretty good takedown defense against like Dan Ige, for instance. But then Macro and Candy, that third round, he was getting all wrestled completely in that third round, guys. So. It's tough because on the feet, obviously he'll win. It's just this is MMA. <sighs> I'm really having a hard time with this fight. I'm leaning the slightest towards Bryce Mitchell by decision. I know it's a boring pick. I think it's going to be. It's, I think Barbosa will make him work for it, though. And I'll tell you that. I'll tell you he's going to make it work for it. But that third round of the Amar Khani fight really gives me worries, guys, because he he really did go wrestling, got taken down multiple times, got held down, and I think the weight cuts hard. So the third round he'll probably lose. Um, and then, so it would probably be first round Barboza and then second and third round Mitchell. That's kind of what I'm digging. I'm not betting on this fight by any means. And I don't blame you guys all for picking Barboza. And I mean, it's definitely a pick that I was thinking about all week. So I'm still thinking about it. I might switch by Friday. I doubt it, but I might, you know. Anyways, I, I know what you guys are saying. Let's take some comments here. A Loco, Edson by decision. Marcus likes Edson. There you go. It's your Mitchell will twist her Edson. Barbosa looked a little behind Giga. I mean, yeah, it's a different fight, though, obviously. Mitchell did struggle. Yeah, he well, he won the fight, but you're right. He didn't look great at times. Barbosa, I think he's too strong. Possible. He's definitely a strong dude. Lots of experience. Yeah, it's longer pass. I agree with that. If Bryce can take him down, it will. If he can down Feely, he can down Edson. Yeah, I know. Feely's got pretty good wrestling, and he took him down and controlled him. So, Bryce by split. That's what this guy says. Yeah, you know, guys, like, it's it's a close fight. I love the fight, though. It's, it's a great fight. I love, I'm like, Edson Rose is. I've told you guys this, but like the first card I ever saw was UFC 123. BJ Penn knocked on Matt Hughes. Edson Barboza made his debut that night against Mike Lulo and destroyed him with leg kicks. This is the first card I ever saw in person, like at UFC card. I was like, holy fuck, this is brutal. Like the kicks were so nasty. And he's been doing his whole career. So, you know, at some point, though, you know, it, he's going to start declining. And I don't know, maybe it's now. I'm not sure. Let's go to the co main event, guys. We got Rafael Losanos taking out late notice replacement opponent, Hanato Mokanyo, 160 pound catchweight fight. Odds for this, minus 185, Rafael Desanos, plus 155, Hanato Mokano. Start with you, Cole, go ahead. Hanato Moicano, I'm taking the dog. I just, it's hard to trust RDA. Like, the guy hasn't fought since 
November of 2020. He's 37 years old. Like he's getting up there in age. I just think it's such a close fight. Like I think like the way Mokana loses, I think he gets knocked out. I don't think RDA has that power to knock him out. Like the guys knock him out are Aldo, Chan Sung Jung, and Raphael Fiziev. And like he took Calvin Cater's best punches. He fought Cub Swanson. Like he's fought some of these tough guys. Like even Alexander Hernandez has power and he kind of walked through those. I think he can just keep it kind of out of range. Just use his jab. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the one initiating the grappling. Because I think he's probably the better grappler than Dos Santos. I think it's going to be a close fight. I think it goes decision. Uh, to me personally, I'm not a fan of this being five rounds. I don't get the point. Like, mm-hmm. I get why you did RDA Physio five rounds because it was supposed to be, but I don't know why this is five rounds. I think it probably goes five rounds. I think Mokano edges out a decision. That's a bold pick there, Cole. I like it. What were you, Marcel? What's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, so um, the thing is, four days notice, man. Um, five rounds, 160. But yeah, we kind of fought at 145 before, you know, and now he's at 155, fighting 160. Uh, listen, I agree with Cole's uh, breakdown, man. Uh, I don't think RDA is the power to knock him out. So probably it depends on how RDA shows up, you know, at his 37 years of age, getting older. Yeah, I mean, if this fight took place four years ago, I would take Dos Anjos. But I think it's a smart move by Mercano taking this fight, you know. Um, there was nothing to lose for him in this fight, pretty much. He's not ranked, you know. With a, with a win over RDA, he probably comes into the rankings, you know, even as it's at the 160, 160 pounds. Um, Moicano, maybe even a late finish, man. I don't know, but I, I'm taking decision. Out of respect for RDA, I'm taking a decision. By the way, this guy's asking about Bryce's one loss. I, I mean, it's what Marcel said earlier, and I'm with you guys. Like, it shouldn't count. He's a loss to Brad Katona on the Ultimate Fighter. It went to the third round. That's why they counted as a, a fight. But it shouldn't really. I think he's 14-0. You know, I don't. I wouldn't count the Ultimate. It's a different. You're in the house. It's just a different situation, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But uh, like the finale, obviously, those are real fights. Uh, yeah. They're all real fights. But you know, what I mean? like that's a, a professional fight, in my opinion. All right, Bonquiqui likes Macanio. Mitchell likes Dardy. Are you seeing Dardy decision? Kristen RDA, Money McCano from Nevermind, Daniel RDA, uh, saying making 155 is age is sketchy. Glenn thinks that the the travel and the cardio could affect the cardio here. Yeah, I mean it's an interesting fight. I mean, I I, I was I'm gonna stay away from it personally just because of short notice and everything. Like, just doesn't seem like a good spot for. I, I, it's probably dog or pass, honestly, guys. Like for a bet, you know, just based on just all the weird factors of this one. I'm still thinking RDA probably gets the job done though. He has had a full camp. He's been training four or five round fight for a while. And the guy's still, like, capable fighter. He's coming off a win over Paul Felder. He's been competitive. Like, if you look at the losses, they were to, like, really elite guys. I mean, the guy's still, I think, good. Um, but, you know, two-year layoff is a long – or not two years completely, but a year and a half. It's still a long time. Um, but I do think, you know, overall, the guy's had a great career, man. And, you know, I think he could win this fight against McCanio. Because the thing is, um, McCanio – what's interesting about this fight is he's got nine wins by submission, none by knockout, and then seven by decision, Right. RDA's only been submitted one time in his whole career. It's not even a real submission. It was the jaw injury against Clay Guida. He's never been submitted. So you'd have to think that if you're picking McCann, that he would finish him by knockout or win a decision, which is possible. But I feel like the five rounds definitely favors RDA due to the, like the longer camp um, and preparing for the specific date. So I'm thinking RDA by decision. That's what I'm thinking. But the weird thing is, like, McCann, 
he's never lost a decision, though. That's the weird thing, right? So you got RDA, who's like never really been submitted, and McKay's never lost a decision. Something's got to give in this fight. It's going to be interesting. Bryce's first time as a favorite UFC pressure. Uh, is it? He was a favorite over Rosa, Feely. Yeah, I think he's been a favorite. Like, the lines were close. Let me double check it. I, I think you're right, Cole. Um, make sure we double check. Yeah. Okay. So, Feely was like a pick em. We'll, we'll give him that one. Uh, Moffat underdog. He was the favorite of Tyra Diamond, anyway. So, like, in his debut. And, like you said, Marcel or uh, Cole against uh, Mitchell. He was the underdog against Matt Sales when he twisted him, though. So, he's definitely, uh, you know, been a little underappreciated. But, yeah. All right. Let's go to the last fight, guys. The main event here. Uh, do the last fight here, guys. Colby Covington. There's Jorge Maswell main event. UFC 272 grudge match. Odds for this one minus. Oh, I'm seeing some big numbers on here, guys. Minus 400 on Colby, plus 300 on Masvidal. Uh, let's start with you, Cole. Give me your pick in this fight. Yeah, the odds are high. Maybe you guys might call me crazy. I'll take plus 300 Colby Covington by knockout. I think go. he takes Maswell down. Normally, Covington's more of a position guy. Like, he just kind of grinds out. I just think he really wants to beat this guy up. I don't think he'll even bother striking with them. Like, I think maybe you'll see, like, if it gets to the third round, Covington will start striking with him because Mazadal's power will be down. He'll get tired. I think Covington takes him down and just beats him up, and the ref eventually has to step in and stop it. But I maybe I think everyone's kind of picking Covington by decision. I think Covington finishes him, especially because Mazadal, like, everyone says he can't be finished. Like, Kamaru Usman just knocked him out, and you never know how you rebound from knockout. Mazel's getting up there in age. He's been submitted before. Like, maybe it's a submission, but I think Covington finishes him. You're saying ground and pound cool or, or like a stand-up? Yeah. yeah no, like a TKO on the ground. What's your pick in this one, Marcel? Oh, yeah, definitely Colby Covington. Um, I think there's a kind of a level gap as well. You know, if you look at um, – if definitely the grappling is – all Colby, in my opinion, you know, and Colby has been improved his striking a lot in the in the last past years, I think, and um, his uh, his transfer to MMA Masters was also a very good find so far, I think. Um, he gave Usman twice the most difficult fight of his career, you know, and they say the first fight wasn't competitive; it was super competitive, you know. That was two two for me going into the fifth round. Uh, the the second fight was also very competitive. Plus, I think Colby won the last two rounds from that second fight. So, for Masvidal, he probably has to go with that uh, that uh, has to land a good punch, you know, to knock out Colby. But I think Colby is smart. You know, I don't think he lets him land that punch. Uh, moves out of the way, goes for a takedown, and probably finishes it by a TKO. And going. I think he toys a little bit with him, to be really honest, man. Uh, maybe third or fourth round, I think he finishes with TKO. Yeah, there you go. Um, by the way, there was a bet I forgot to mention. Earlier. Plus 100 in the Hardy Spivak fight, plus 100 on either guy getting a finish. I think that's what the odds are. So I, I like that. Um, let's go back to this fight. I mean, I'm going with Covington. I think you have to, right? You have to. This is the, the wrestling. Because we just saw Matt as well two years ago against Usman. I understand Usman's better than Covington, like a little better. And they're pretty close, but he's a little better. He took him down pretty easily. I mean, I don't think Maswell's going to be able to stop these takedowns because Colby's got an endless gas tank. It's not like he's going to give up after a couple takedowns. Um, I just think Colby fights smart guys and just grinds it out, and I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes either. I'm, I'm leaning decision. I mean, the odds are saying decision. It's only plus 115, but a knockout is plus 400, I think you said, Cole, plus 300, and mm-hmm. plus 1,000 on submission. What do you guys think of a submission? Um, or you don't think – you think he makes it – he would try to, like, ground and pound a man. Yeah, I think – he wouldn't want to let him tap. I think he'd rather have to say 
that he knocked him out or the ref had to pull him off of him. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely feel it. I think it's possible for sure. And like you said, Cole, he's coming off a brutal knockout loss. Everyone was saying Maswell had an iron chin. I mean, he kind of did. And then he, that's it, you know? So you never know if that could be like the end of it, like his ability to take a shot. But I just look at the, who's been, the last two fights he's been taking out seven times. Covington, great takedown ability. Um, I just think he out-wrestles him. So, yeah, I mean, should be a good fight. I mean, overall, it's a good card. I think we had a great show today, guys. I, I loved it. It was so much fun to talk to you guys about this card. I'm really excited for Saturday now. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, let's just get these last couple of comments here. Like Colby win by knockout, Maswell's being overlooked. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you, Doug. He's definitely a great striker. And, you know, if he keeps his standing, he's got a puncher's chance or a meter's chance or a kicker's chance. But I just think he gets taken down and grinded out. What do you think with an extra Maswell coming to him if they win? For Maswell, um, I mean, geez, that'd be interesting, right? Because if he gets this win over the number contender, it puts him back in that position. It's just like, would he fight Usman for the third time? Probably not. So I guess someone else. But Covington, I don't know. Maybe the – you know what I'm thinking, guys? Maybe the winner fights Kamzat versus Burns, the winner of that fight. Is that, is that what you guys are thinking, Cole? Yeah, I think you could. Mazadal maybe do Edwards, like, after the title fight. Like, I, I think Edwards loses, so maybe you just do that to get that one out of the way. But, like, it's kind of weird. Both these guys are in, like, a weird – spot like i wouldn't be surprised if maybe one of them tries to switch weight classes just switch it up because i don't see either of them getting a title shot in the near future right right no for sure any any thoughts on that marcel like i mean why would colby covington not try to go to middleweight man is his frame too little i mean i think honestly he can beat adesanya man don't don't go crazy on me i think on the ground definitely a possibility you know stand up different 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 opinion obviously but why not? You know, um, I, I honestly think if Usman wasn't a champion here in this division and a dominant champion, probably Colby would have been the champion. You know what I mean? So why wouldn't you try? Because the third fight with Usman is not going to happen anytime soon, you know? Yeah. And um, what else you want to do in the division? You know, I, that, that's how I think about it. And Masvidal, I think Masvidal will, will probably stay around, but I don't see him making a run for a title anytime soon, to be really honest. Yeah, this, he's a, he's said Cole. He's thirty seven, right? Like he's getting up there in age. He's still a big name. Go ahead, go ahead. Do the Nate Diaz fight, you know? After if yeah. uh, if it doesn't uh, work or out, Nick. if Nick or wants Nick. to fight again, I don't know if or he's going to fight again, but over Gregor. Oh yeah, McGregor's a good one too, Cole. That's a good that's a good fight. But yeah, he might be next to the title Actually, mix again. Apparently, at what Dana said. I heard that, but you know what? If he wins, maybe he does call Connor. Maybe that's the fight. Take the money. Yeah. Um, by the way, I, I like this guy's comment. He's saying that Maswell's been, you know, only beaten by Usman and what's his name, uh, Morley Alves. So, where, sorry, uh, Col- Colby. Whereas Maswell's been beaten by like tons of guys, including like some really. Actually, Maswell's had some bad losses. He has some great wins though. Usman yeah, is five that... sixteen against Maswell. I think it'll be a good fight. Not did you? Maybe. Did you watch that Mike Brown interview with Ariel this week? So, I didn't see that. I didn't see it. What Usman, so I was kind of surprised that he said, "It's like I thought he'd kind of take shots." Colby. He even goes like. We should have pulled out of that Warley fight. Like you don't realize how hurt Colby he had, like, was. A broken rib or something, right? Yeah, something but like the that? thought was if they pulled out, he was getting cut. So Colby said, "I can't right. not fight this one." So yeah, I heard what Dan Lambert said um, this week, and they confirmed that you know basically they said, "Hey, you know your style is not favorite fan friendly. You got one fight left of your deal. If you don't put on a show, we're going to let you go." And that's when he did the whole uh, filthy animal thing. Or I can't remember what happened in Brazil. Whatever he said to the to the fans there, right? So, anyways, you know what, Colby? I mean, the guy's really, you know, he's really like created like a character for himself, you know. But you see, it'd be interesting to see how he bounces back. I mean, he's coming off a loss to Usman too. They both are, right? So, all right, Colby won't be Izzy. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough fight for him. Cam's I say when the winner of these two, these burns. That's what I think happens. 
Um, do you guys want to quickly touch on the on the um, what's his, what's the, uh, the the Cain Velasquez thing? You want to touch on that really quickly? Um, that happened this morning, guys. Like, I mean, it's kind of like news, right? Uh, apparently, attempted murder. I mean, we we don't have enough we don't have enough information yeah. at, this, at, this, at this point. Huh? It's just it's just it was crazy to wake up to that. Though I'm not gonna lie, I was like, holy crap, what happened here? You know. Yeah. So I hope everything plays out. I saw you tweeting, like, I, I tweeted something, but I took it off because I don't stand behind it anymore, but I didn't even saw your tweet, so... Oh, no, no, I, no, I, I didn't say that. No, 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 I, I stand behind what I said. I just said okay. that people were taking my tweet out of context. I just addressed this really quickly. Um, All yeah. I said was, you know, I think that it's definitely worth asking the question if CTE played a factor here. I mean, it's just, anytime mm -hmm. I see this, guys, and then all these people were saying, like, I'm blaming it on CTE. I never said that at all. I said, is it worth asking the question? That's literally what I said. People, people took it the wrong in. way. Uh, all the time. Yeah, yeah. So they took it. They're trying to spin my words. I didn't. I didn't like that. So I'm like, you know what? Um, I, I had a friend. A friend of mine messaged me, and he's just like, maybe you should just take it down. Just so I just did because I'm not trying to fight with anyone, guys. You know what it's I mean? I I just think it's worth mentioning because I've seen it happen so much in, in in hockey, football, call. Like we see it all the time with these guys. They turn violent. I'm not, I don't know if that's what happened here. Apparently, there's some other stuff going on. Anyways, well, what's the thing? What's the thing in the news a few uh, a week ago also with domestic violence? What was it again? And people got also mad at me for something. John Jones, about. baby. I mean, people were upset. Uh, yeah, John, oh bad. yeah, of course. Yeah, that, that clip, that video. You know, Dude, people were people. <laughs> they want to defend pe people that were like, you know, doing some stuff that they shouldn't be doing. Anyways, whatever. I, I actually replied to the right. to the Will to Will Harris about yeah. it. You know, I told him like, I also don't see any extra value in showing that police. Right. video you know what i mean and that's for clicks more so, so we've already talked yeah, about this. exactly yeah. so they're like so you so you just condone domestic violence fuck off you know? i know i know people want to twist things I, that's that's the internet for you anyways marcus appreciate it anything else you guys want to talk about was there anything else you want to okay let's get out of here then cold plug your stuff man and let's get out of here we've run over the hour went 115 appreciate you guys sticking around. yeah right, twitter hackle shell 91 all my stuff's always on twitter i'll plug my show for next week there's an interview you might want to see with one Diego Sanchez that was quite interesting. Really? Okay, there we go. Oh Cole. Cole does great interviews, guys. I gotta give the guys some credit. You know, I want more people to watch this stuff. I want people to watch this podcast too. Marcel, plug your stuff. It's Big Marcel twenty four Twitter, Instagram, and um, I also want to say I'm a DNA again. Uh, Eurosport.nl and then the mixed martial arts section is my. You don't idea. work there anymore. You don't have to plug no. them anymore. Not kidding. <laughs> no. uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Emma Martin Podcast, MMAOddsBreaker.com, uh, YouTube channel, obviously. Like, share, subscribe, do all that stuff. iTunes, Google Podcast, uh, Spotify, some other places. Uh, you guys can also get my, my writing at bookies.com. I'll have my picks or uh, my bets article. I've been killing it this year. So hopefully, next uh, the next one is good too. Uh, MiamiNews.com and then obviously MiamiOddsBreaker.com. Have a great day, guys, and uh, we'll talk soon. Back Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern.